You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Do you remember when cassette tapes are still oh, at Safeway? Instead? That's our cue to go. <laughs> 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 went out for like 30 seconds. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Turbo, and Tina Amini. <laughs> Turbo Scoop. And <laughs> say Turbo. It's good to be back. We have a great show for you this week. We will be playing video game 20 questions. But first, the Electronics Entertainment Expo mm-hmm. 2018 edition has come and gone. I think we all had a very nice time. Yeah. It was a great E3. It was a really yeah. good E3. Lots of really fun games. Lots of really big games. Uh, but my my particular focus when it comes to video gaming in general is in the single player space. And there's lots of talk about uh, games moving in a multiplayer direction, formerly single player games going multiplayer. So I wanted to sort of like give a rundown. Of which players had the most, or which publishers had the most single player friend, friendly The least lineups. players. The least players. <laughs> that is your uh, yeah. no player game. Yeah, if they can find a no player game, I'd like to see that. Uh, <laughs> we have an email email here from our friend Kevin from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Whoa. You know him? You know him. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Big Daddy Kev. That's really bizarre. <laughs> okay. Like you get Iowa every once in a while. But Cedar Rapids is at least bigger than in Iowa City. Yeah, you're and right. Coralville. Mm-hmm. Well, your friend Kevin says, Fallout and most Bioware games are some of my favorite games you're of all time. Friend. With recent information about Anthem and Fallout 76 from E3, I find myself less interested in them than I originally heard about them. The concepts of them sound interesting, but I mostly lost interest as soon as I heard that they were designed so much for multiplayer. The devs said that you can play by yourself, but that always seems like a deflection to me when they are obviously not designed for that. Since becoming a father... 
you and your old friend Kevin. Yeah. Being able to pause the game at a moment's notice is more important to me than ever, which is usually difficult in any multiplayer game. In addition, games have always been my activity for when I don't want to interact with others. Even though there are plenty of, of other good single-player games coming out, it feels like my favorites are leaving me behind. What are your thoughts on two major developers known for their single-player games now making multiplayer-centric games? Are you sure this is Kevin from Iowa and not uh, Damon from Kansas? It's <laughs> Kevin from Iowa, from Cedar Rapids. <laughs> Dude, shout-out to that Target they built. <laughs> um, I got my first NES out of Toys R Us in Cedar Rapids. Yeah? Oh, left out. Iowa talk. City. Iowa scoop <laughs> from the big city. Going back in a couple weeks. We can do a meet and greet. You can hang out with Kevin. At the Target. Yeah. yeah. Cedar Rapids meet and greet. Tuesday, 3 p.m. Probably no more Toys R Us, though. Yeah. That's too bad. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's I true. I think we answered this question. I like, Let's <laughs> move on. I like Kevin saying it's usually hard to pause a game that when you're playing multiplayer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, almost, almost every time. It was, get away with it. We had Find a, a nice little corner. Dr. Wait, Mario, you can pause. Is that players. like a troll tactic? Like, well, yeah. Maybe. I've never thought about it that way. It's Just probably, only, over over probably only player one that can pause the game. That's probably true. We'll look into that. Uh, but right, we, have, move on. we have another article about Anthem up today that's like 135 yep. new facts. One of those facts is that it's true. You cannot pause Anthem. So Even in, well, it, in certain areas? Oh, okay. Well, it's a shared world. The part of his comment that I uh, sort of owned, honed in on was uh, him saying, you know, they say that, oh, you can play these games solo, mm -hmm. but that feels a little bit like, I don't remember his exact phrasing, but... Uh, deflection is what he said. A deflection. And I don't know that I quite agree with that. I played Destiny 1 almost exclusively solo. And, um, you know, the game has problems with the story and yada, yada, but I still found I didn't feel like I needed to be palling around with my friends to be having a good time. Totally um, disagree. Yeah, I, it was, I played Destiny 1 with people, um, and it was a much better experience than Destiny 2, where like nobody wanted to play with me for whatever reason. <laughs> I know, guys. What the hell? Um, but yeah, I think, I think that whole... Maybe it's not a deflection, but that's a really good point where it's designed for... Um, a multiplayer experience, and yeah. I just I felt kind of lonely, and yeah. and like it's fine, it's doable, but the the whole point of the game is is at that shared. Get world. your little robot buddy. That's Ghost. true. I'm trying to think of an example of a game where it was only multiplayer, and they're like, oh, there's a campaign in there, and then it's just like re really crappy, I and it's like a, it's just like, like bot space. Yeah, like it, yeah. but they usually have a campaign, but there's some there's some games that have done that. And that's always really disappointing. I played a, I played all of World of Warcraft when the last expansion came out solo. Level one to one ten or whatever the max was. I guess I did do dungeons with other people, but like you match you up and do the dungeon and you're done. So that was How it. How do you get through all of the grinding alone? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's fun. Like I like the story and the characters and exploring the world. And like I feel like that's the way I'm gonna play Anthem too. Alone? Yeah. We're not gonna let that happen, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> it's for the for the thirty minutes yeah. in the evening I'm available yeah. to play the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like in the spirit of this question, I, I, I rounded up all the, uh, the lineups from the big publishers to see well, who... And, and before we get to that, sure. I played Anthem. Okay. And I think that it still feels like it's so much like Destiny in that it's like corridors and shooting things and numbers mm -hmm. instead of being like this, like, oh, it's definitely not what we played there, a Bioware game where you're like, oh, I'm going to go have these conversations and live this life, be this thing. It is like a little bit more generic and it's a little bit more straightforward as like a shooter. So mm -hmm. it leaves a like, room for those like collaborative experiences. Yeah, uh, so. I I don't think if you didn't have fun playing single player in Destiny, you might not have fun with this. Is yeah, what I'm that's at. yeah, that's the impression I'm getting as well too. Uh, as one of the 135 new facts that we published today is uh, uh, Bioware says you can play Anthem alone if you really want to. 
Really? Oh, so that was what a developer said. Yeah. Which to me, it's like, like that's not how they're intending it to be played. Yeah. So. yeah exactly. Which is a problem for a single player. Intent, <clears throat> intent matters. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, of course, Sony is all, all, you know, known for having a very strong single player lineup. They had God of War this year. And they were showing Spider-Man, Last of Us 2, Ghosts of Tsushima, all single player games. Death Stranding... Who knows what that is? Zero player, maybe that is. Maybe that's, that's the, the first one. zero player that's game. The one. Yeah. They've confirmed it has some sort of like online, like players can impact other players in the world. Death Stranding. Yeah. They've confirmed that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I, you know, I don't. We don't yeah. know to what extent. It's weird though. The only people allowed to play it with you are Norman Reedus, yep. <laughs> Hideo <laughs> Kojima himself. I don't know. It's They're what we were signing up for. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Just a lot of investment. Sorry, it's in your part. contract. You up to, to up be, to four players. Up to four. They uh, own themselves, yeah. and that's who you play. Up to four Normans. And yes, a baby. Exactly. <laughs> four Normans and a baby. Four Normans <laughs> and a baby. Alternate title. That's basically what that game is. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, Microsoft also had a pretty good single-player lineup, although in recent years they've been uh, more known for focusing on multiplayer live environments. They have uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, sequel to Ori. Tunic. Mm -hmm. Which looks very, very cool. I played both of those, and they're both really playable and fun. Yeah. Tunic is my choice. Very, very cool. And then, of course, uh, two of their Gears games, Gears 5, you know, we'll have a single-player campaign, but what they were telling me, uh, what Microsoft was telling me, is that it's even it's leaning a little bit more into open-world territory than... than uh, you were hinting at that in the trailer, too, yeah. even mm -hmm. with like that windsurfing in the, in the sort of open icy yeah. area. Which sounds really cool to me. We, uh, Tunic is that Fox game, right? The Zelda yeah, it's a Zelda game. clone. Isometric. Yeah. Uh, so like Link get, to the Past. Sort of is it like a rogue? You, you chop up some no, bushes. No, it's just a straight Zelda-like. So it's like very carefully crafted levels, but I think you go, it's more, it has some verticality because you're kind of climbing these ziggurats of like Zelda type Opening uh, treasure chests and, and stuff like that. Yep. yep. Getting loot. I think yeah. we even we even backtracked a long yeah, time. Yeah. I think we were kind of yeah. over the shoulder playing that. Loot foxes. Loot foxes. Loot fox. Ooh. Oh, wow. There you, oh, go. there you go. See, there it's you going go. up that little thing. There, we didn't yeah. even ask if you're if you're a podcast listener. Yeah, and just brought up B roll. We didn't even we didn't even plan that, that ahead of time. I don't. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, and like you know, the first thing you get is like a really weak stick as your sword. Like it's dangerous to go alone and so on. And then you get some other stuff, and it's it kind of cute. You can start stick. chopping down bushes with this other weapon you get, and uh, it's great. I man. can't read. I can't read that. I love Those the look banned, of this game. I believe. What was banned? That's loot 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 <laughs> well, at the A conference, they said specifically yeah, we're not going to have any loot foxes. And then yeah, uh, Microsoft, though, they had a single loot fox at their conference. There's so. something there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I talked to Chris Charlotte of Xbox about this game, and he's being very uh, cagey about what the story is and the premise here. But mm. we at least can tell from a really? from a glance. Who cares? <laughs> well, he, <laughs> he didn't want to tell us who this fox thing, right? is, what he's, what he's doing, who what cares? he wants. Look, you can see a treasure chest. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, so that's you a secret area. You have way. to come yeah. back yeah. with the sword. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that looks really cool. I loved it. And then uh, one of the other three Gears games that was announced, Gears Tactics, I have to assume, will be, will have a heavily uh, single-player component. Wait, that's not the one with the, the plastic toys? That's not the Funko Pop okay. Gears. All right. Pop of War, whatever that one would be. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, there's Battletoads, which we don't know what that game is yet. It'll probably have co-op. That's what I would, th you know. The, you the don't, you original, don't think it's an MMO? An, a Battletoads MMO. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Well, there's three Battletoads. That's massively multiplayer already. Ma minimally multiplayer. <laughs> Battletoads. You know what's confusing Battle about that is that it, you have the what's same. What's the plural of Toads? Is the same acronym. It's still Tides? MMO for minimally multiplayer yeah. online game. Yeah. 
The first Wait, game. Wait, they have this footage too? Yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> we get, are. Okay, p- listeners, you should really watch this episode. <laughs> we are uh, f- immediately following the unlocked recording. So they've had this Xbox B roll ready to go. I imagine they're not going to have B roll for anything else that we're talking about in the show. But so enjoy this at least. Mm-hmm. Well, there are three Battletoads, Sam, is that right? Rash, Pimple, and Ward? Zitz. And Wart's not one of them? Yeah. Zitz. Wart's is But from they could Ward. introduce Wart. Ward is an uh, enemy from Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah. Point, but he's, he's a the frog. big bad. He's a frog. <laughs> He is frog-like. Absolutely, he's a frog. Yeah, that's a good point. He has a crown, though. He's more I bet, of a king I bet he's a toad. He's also not real. He's a figment of Mario's uh, psyche. Yeah, so that's true. There's that. Spoilers. Yeah. Now I have point. to put a spoiler warning at the oh, end of It's all a dream. Uh, yeah, so maybe Battletoads will be like a, multi- a three-player multiplayer. You counted game. that as a single-player experience, though? Without I, with a question mark on my notes, it has a question mark. Well, in this that's time fair, of games as service, who knows? You're right, Sam. Who knows? <laughs> It could be a minimally multiplayer game. <laughs> Square Enix has a very strong single-player lineup. Kingdom Hearts 3, mm-hmm. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Just Cause 4, mm-hmm. and Project... Or no, just Octopath Traveler, sorry. There's no project anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Square Enix picking up uh, IDOS really gives them such a balance of, like, you know, Japanese games and Western games, and they've brought Tomb Raider back and really bolstered, like, Just Cause... You know, not that it was ever, you know, a massive AAA franchise, but it's yeah. sort of punched into sort of the more mainstream and been like com- become a bigger deal over the last few years. So, you know, good for them for sort of bringing people multiple flavors of like, look, I just want to zone out and play games by myself. Yes, that is exactly what I want to do. Did anybody here play the Octopath demo? I, we had it on the live show. Uh, that game, I don't need to play the demo. Like, I just, I know oh, I okay. want to play it day one. Because yeah. a lot of people in the office have been raving about the demo specifically. I, I, I know, know, but it's like, you know what really gets them more? I can up? wait. Instead of calling the people travelers, call them octopaths. What? Say, which octopath are you going to go to <laughs> first? People love that. They, love it. they really in, enjoy that. Yeah, they like that one. It's a good, fun prank to play. I like the bard octopath. <laughs> Got to choose a path. Do you, do you get the title now? The title didn't make sense at first when they announced it. No. There's eight characters, and they each have their own story, their own path that you follow. Okay. And one of them is an octopus. So Octopath. There's no. <laughs> There's an octopus. I'd play it. Uh, and now Bethesda. Even though Bethesda is taking, they're taking Fallout away from us, oh. single player gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have a very strong single player lineup with Rage Two, uh, expansions for Wolfenstein and Prey, Wolfenstein Youngblood, which is you know also a co op game. But if you play it by yourself, the other your the other twin sister is AI controlled. Okay, well, that's Isn't good. The to Prey know. expansion multiplayer. There is a. Multiplayer expansion, but there's also a single player roguelike, roguelike. Okay, expansion for Prey. The, the that's good. Moon, moon stuff, right? Moonstruck? Moon nope, struck. that's like a Moonlighting. Mo- movie with Cher. I think. It was moon. I think. <laughs> um, the interesting thing about Bethesda and Fallout 76, I, mean, I, you know, I think single player Fallout's fun. I think multiplayer Fallout also looks fun. So I'm not you know, super upset that they're changing it, but they went out of their way to really be the champions of single-player games last year, and they had that whole sizzle reel of, like, we're defending (laughs) single-player. And I'm like, yo, you knew you were making Fallout 76 by now. Like, just don't do that. (laughs) Like, just don't lean into that messaging so hard. It was cool during their conference, though, how they did stop and say, we know you guys are going to be skeptical because we said this before, Mm -hmm. and we think that, you know, we still want you to have this, like, single-player experience. But should we buy that? I don't know. Yeah, what do you guys make of Fallout 76? Uh, I, I love well, the We couldn't game. play it at E3. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that, exactly. that was annoying already. Uh, so my, I don't know what to make of it. My favorite thing about Fallout is the VAT system. I think we're going to lose that. And also... That's your favorite thing? Yeah, that's like, yeah. That's my favorite. I uh, really like that gameplay mechanic. And then also, it's, it's a world four times bigger than Fallout 4, 
but there are much fewer characters in it. No humans that aren't other that aren't humans. other humans. <laughs> and you're only no and you're not robots, talking though? about hundreds of players, only dozens of players. Can you imagine so. how many sassy robots there's going to have to be? There's going to be a lot of sassy that's what robots. Th- that's the part that you just said is what I, I, like I'm sure you know Bethesda, very smart company, very sure. talented company. They found a way to make it work, but the, it doesn't jive. Four times bigger play space than Fallout Four. You're going to be playing with like a couple dozen other people in one in one session. Yeah, so, so it's like what Ooh. is in that world? What what's that world? Monsters. Like? I mean, okay, <laughs> true. Sure. They did show a lot of monsters. Hunter. Yeah, and I think that's a better enemy type. God, if this is a single player game, I don't even want to <laughs> see. That's because yeah. the monsters looked really good, and they showed that reel of like how cool they were and stuff. And Fallout always has death claws and you know the the blowflies and stuff like that. But like this looked really cool. I'm a little worried about it. Uh, you know, being grindy. You know, like Division or Destiny or something yeah. like that. You have the same sort of menu of like nine monsters, and then you're gonna fight. 14 different colors of them. Mm. Like, here's the irradiated death claw, and here's like the, I don't know, the armored irradiated yeah. death claw. And like, that's the game for 200 hours. Yeah. Well, if the loot is good. I mean, the loot game's strong, though. Yeah, makes up for it. Loot foxes. That would also make sense. And you can play like a hermit. Yeah. But you might get nuked by people you don't know on your server. Yes. So. It's also a possibility. Great. But we'll see. So uh, enjoy building, everybody. <laughs> Who's doing the get guide for that game? All four. Mm-hmm. The entire team. Uh, That's a good one. But Bethesda also announced Elder Scrolls Six, And I would guess that would eventually be a single-player game, like Ooh. the previous numbered Elder Scrolls. Can you imagine? Let's not, let's not dwell well, on that for now. Let's not. That game is... I, I actually think Fallout 76 may inform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly what I was going to say. What risks they want to take with Elder Scrolls. Yeah, if it's good, whatever. If it's bad, you know, vote with your bucks. Vote with your bucks, everybody. They should uh, do it just one off every year, right? Like a single player one year and then the next year multiplayer. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Well, every other year would be a faster pace for single player than we're getting right now. So sure. Yeah, there you I'd go. Agreed, I agree. <laughs> I agree to your terms. <laughs> uh, Capcom had three big single player games Mega Man 11. Resident Evil 2, which Big. people are really uh, stoked for. Mm-hmm. And then Devil May Cry 5. Yep. It's revealed at E3. Resident Evil is very spooky at E3. Yeah. They, they actually like, sent you, you down a hallway yeah. with flashlights and in tried to scare you in real life it was before horrible. you played the video game. They handed you a flashlight and sent you in a dark hallway. And then I'm like, I know, I'm like, I'm being set up. 100% I'm being set up. But then you still round a corner of that dark hallway and a zombie goes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then I scream like a little girl. So I took the first hallway, and then I made Seth take the, take the second hallway. But the first hallway didn't have anything in it, so he took the brunt of the zombie attack. <laughs> it's a good tactic. Mm-hmm. Meat shield. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. And I did cower behind him. Yeah. Uh, in high school, for one Halloween season, I worked at a haunted house. Ooh. Uh, and at least in... in You're part were of the you problem. One of, were you one of the spookies? <laughs> yeah. And so, in, at least in my experience, you didn't need... There's no training... There's no sort of. Oh <laughs> Here's what you need to do. You show you show up. You don't have any employment contract. You're paid daily. You just show up and you pick out a mask from a big bin, <laughs> and then they assign you a room. Hopefully, it's not a room with the strobe light in it. And you wait for people well, to walk through. The strobe light just is painful to be. Oh in. yeah, you're for four hours it's in a room with a strobe light. You just wait for people to walk through, jump out and scare them. At the end of the night, they give you your whatever. So 50 they didn't bucks. say don't touch people. <laughs> Don't block their way out. Yeah. They didn't like, say any of that. Uh, they probably said something like that, yeah. I bet but they did There's didn't. like, there's nothing. I love that there's no orientation or no. any, there's no rhyme or reason to how it's like, so okay, look, people. first you go, you know, the optimal is wolfman, zombie, skeleton, nothing, wolfman. Yeah. It's like, nah. Just what, what was your positioning? 
like I said, you just assigned a room. One oh, you got a room. One night I was a room. I was it was like a medical, like a uh, a military themed, and there was yeah. like there's a med ba- uh, a medical bay, and there was a cot, and it was like a Tuesday night, and no one was coming through, so I just laid down on the cot, and I think I fell asleep, and then I heard some people <laughs> coming, like oh I got to jump up and scare them. <laughs> Have you guys seen that troll of a? There's a documentary series. I totally forget the name of it, but it's a show. It's like bad business practices, and uh, someone came who has a haunted house. And the person who runs this bad business practices documentary decided that it would be a good idea to troll the attendees mm. by cutting in the middle of the haunted house and then going up to the, the guests and saying, did, did that person touch you? Did the person oh, yeah. who was there touch you? And then they drag him into a room and it's very dramatic. And, and then they go the through scare? this whole thing. Yeah. So by the end this of it, that's scary. the haunted house. By the end of it, it's uh, <sighs> it's like they convince this person that they have some like terrible disease now. Oh, they God. even brought like a uh, fake people in hazmat suits. It was pretty great. So the reason we're all talking about this <laughs> is because of Resident Evil 2 having that thing at E3. But there were several places at E3 that had zombies, and the zombies had like well, a lot. Right next to our booth. Our, booth, yeah. our neighboring booth had Walking Dead uh, zombies. And we, I kept on wondering, like, are they are they told to touch people to get in their way? Because E3 gets really crowded. Yeah. And I don't know what the rules are given to people, but I did see them break character, and that was always really Really? Funny. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't see any breaking character. I generally, all that. Yeah. yeah, I generally don't like the roving, whatever you want to call it, the performance. You know, there's like just zombies wandering the so show floor of one game or another. But I do give credit to those Walking Dead zombies. They had a lot of like really good stunts and like zombie things. Like they'd be impaled on the car for a while and like twitching. My favorite was one of them was buckled into the car's seatbelt, but then was trying to like lurch forward out yeah. of the car and the seatbelt was holding them oh, back. That's cool. They had good that little... stuff's cool where they're like pinned to a location yeah. and they're not like following yeah. you around and getting <laughs> yeah. their face into your face. Then yeah. it's fine because you can admire it from afar. But they were ending up in booths. So they were getting lost and stuff. They'd they be, were like, wandering really far our away. booth. They were circling our yeah. booth like sharks. So and this, funny. this is all for overkill. The Walking Dead, which is, I think, a first person. It's a Left 4 Dead like. Yeah. Well, there's, no, there's also uh, World War Z, which is definitely a Left 4 Dead like because it's four player co op. Anyway. I think you're thinking of Dragon Balls. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from uh, these publishers, you get diminishing returns in terms of uh, who had a big, uh, strong single player lineup. Nintendo was pretty weak this year. Of course, they announced Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's great for Smash Brothers fans. The game looks very cool. Not a single player game. Oh had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see about that. They had <laughs> Justin played it a lot. Single player. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, but they weren't really talking about whatever that mode is this time. Uh, the Pokemon, the Pokemon Let's Go games are single player games, mm-hmm. I believe. And then Fire Emblem Three Houses, which does look very cool. Fire yep. Emblem game for Switch. Yep, stoked for that. EA had Unravel Two, which was out that day, and Sea of Solitude. So at least two single player awesome. Unravel indie cool. games. Unravel 2 is co-op, also playable single player. It's funny seeing, um, I'm going to jump back to Nintendo real quick. Okay, With sure. the uh, uh, Fire Emblem, everyone was very excited about being able to walk around the castles. Really? I didn't even see that. I like, I mean, I like Fire Emblem. I play them and I enjoy them, but I'm not like a mega fan. But several people were like, whoa, that's exactly what I wanted, yeah. being able to like wander around the play space. You could cool. do that on the top-down ones and this just was like more engrossing. Sure, whatever. I played Pokemon with the Pokeball. And? It has two, did you play that? It had more buttons than I thought because yeah. the top of the Pokeball is an invisible button that but you clicks. You couldn't play it in the demo, no? Like that button was useless in the demo. It was still the B button. They told me that, and yeah. then it was still the B button to back yeah. out of menus and stuff, though. And then the other thing is like uh, you could click Just, the yeah. thumb button. Yeah, that's it. But like it, it had two straps. It has two straps. Safety. Safety first. Why yeah. do you need a second strap? <laughs> well, the first strap goes around your wrist. Yeah. The second strap is just because it's funny. 
because it's funny. No, isn't it where you, where you grip on? So the, I the, presume it's that's what it was. Yeah. Did you put it on your thumb or, or um, my or, thumb? Or no, middle finger. My middle finger. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. And then it kind of orients the ball because mm. the ball, like a normal controller, if you have an analog stick, it's oriented up, down, left, right, based on how you're holding it. Yeah. But if you hold it outside, the the buttons are the the stick is all wrong, and so that ball will just rotate in your hands, and all of a sudden you'll be going right when you're supposed to be going up. So they want you to like have some kind of orientation, and I think that was the reason for the two straps. Mm. And so you don't throw it at your TV? Now, I think a third strap might be needed yeah. just in case you lose it. Yeah. Tied to your ankle? That's the permanent strap. Yeah, it actually has strap. a GPS chip. It's fine. Okay, good. Uh, it, it, and it screams <laughs> Pika when you, when you shake it. Is that true? When you leave Wait, the, room. What did if you, you're playing Eevee? Did you catch um, a Pokemon and then like... So you can catch a Pokemon. Pokemon's yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can like set it in there. <laughs> so they had one that you could play with, and then they had one that was only there for that. And they're like, you, now you can't, they really deliberate, you can't play with this one, but you can listen to Pikachu inside of it. So I did. Well, I just listened confirm. to the one that Pikachu I Pikachu was, was in there. Yeah. Did that one have a sound like too? like screeching, let me out. So yeah. Does it <laughs> have <terrifying>. like, <laughs> like, but like every so Pokemon, like a hundred plus Pokemon or could be in there and it has voice for all of them? Okay. Do you really not know how many Pokemon there are on the first show? I don't know how many there are. No. Wait, did you feel like Nobody different Pokemon that. had different <laughs> different sounds in the Pokeball? Yeah. They sounded the same to me. Mm. Well, I think it's a separate mode. So once you get out of okay. the game, you have yeah. your, like, your stored Pikachu right, in there. Right. We, I've different. never been a not Pokemon fan. It. Is there lore about, like, well, it's a TARDIS Here we thing. go. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, the Pokeballs are bigger on the inside, I'm presuming. Like, they have, like, a whole house in there, like, an environment that they're surviving in. It's just torture. Torture. I don't know. I just don't know the. Po I don't know the. It's poke like uh, it's like uh, Black Mirror, mm -hmm. the most recent season. I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask Miranda, or someone that knows. What yeah. I'm, what's the lore behind? What's going on in there? You don't know. That's why she has all the Pikachu. She freed them. Mm. Yeah. Getting back to single player games, Ubisoft had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which looks very cool, and Starlink, which I think was, looks uh, a little bit surprisingly cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Star Fox stuff does. Mm. I don't know well, just like even the game itself looks yeah, game totally open world, yep. uh, open worlds game because you can fly from like seven different planets. Yeah, are we still talking single player games? Yep. Is that a single player yep. game? Yep, but we're almost done. Everyone's sleeping on Starlink because of the Toys to Life component, but you can yeah. just buy and play it as a video. Yeah, you actually don't need the Yeah, you don't game. need the physical part. The actual no. toys. Activision has Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. From Soft. Uh, a from software game, yeah. Uh, which it's just weird cool. that Activision's published. I know, it's too. an unusual, but that's cool. It's like... That's uh, it for them? That's it for Activision <laughs> single-player offerings. All right. Uh, of course, CD Projekt Red has this little game called Cyberpunk. They announced that they're, thinking, they're thinking about multiplayer. Thinking about what multiplayer for Cyberpunk? Quote? I mean, I'm paraphrasing the quote now, but it's something like, it's not going to be in the game at launch. We're making a single-player adventure. Yeah. But they said in R&D, they were playing, toying around with multiplayer. Mm. So they're like, maybe it'll That's better than saying, uh, we're thinking about holding back the game for another three years because yeah. we just want to exactly, That was their point. Yeah. It was like, you know, we're not going to let it hold back, you know, our launch schedule or anything like that. Plus, that game's already who knows how many years away. Mm -hmm. Several. Uh, Techland has Dying Light 2. Devolver has this very cool game called My Friend Pedro, which is like uh, the... Matrix style, very, it's 2D side scrolling game, but with lots of cool bullet hell. You're flipping and flopping yeah. all around like the Matrix. Good. Deep Silver has Metro Exodus. 505 has. I don't know. Bloodstained. Oh, that's them? I didn't know they were publishing that. 505 is publishing Bloodstained. Ritual of the Night. Sega has Valkyria Chronicles 4, and Warner Brothers has Hitman 2. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your single player offering. Well, and this just in Annapurna, who I went to uh, the last mm -hmm. AB3, had a bunch Smaller of great game. single player yeah. games. They had Watam, which actually you can play as co op. That's the creator of Katamari Damacy's new game. It's really funny and weird and stupid, and I loved it. And then they have a great game called Donut County. 
which is where you're moving a hole around the ground and everything's falling into it. It's very much like Katamari. And then there's two more uh, games there that I don't know the names of that were awesome too. Farming Simulator 2019. Was that E3? Was it there? That's a Games as Life game now or whatever. Games as Life. What do you call them? Like, was that... Like not game, not what you not live. toys. You to live life. here now. <laughs> game, uh, games as service. What are yeah, you? Games as service. Yes. Farming games simulator is a game as service. Yeah. I hope it has like an Ender's Game like twist. Boy, I'm just spoiling things from the '80s today. <laughs> uh, an Ender's Game like twist where it turns out you're just actually you're doing someone's the farm. farm. <laughs> yeah. Someone you're doing all the farm work with it via a robot. That's only like that's the last level of the game. Once they know they can trust you to not just crash mm. it into the farmhouse. <laughs> that's like the nicest version of the last Starfighter or Ender's Game or something. Last You're just farming. Yeah. Last Starfighter is really good. Fine. Uh, all right. So in terms of single-player offerings, and especially AAA single-player offerings, for my money, I think Sony and Square Enix are the publishers that most have our backs. Agreed. Now, all during E3, I was uh, tied to the booth doing live demos on our live show, so I didn't get to, get to go around and see all these behind closed doors demos like Cyberpunk 2077. So you guys tell me what were the cool behind closed doors demos of E3 that you guys saw? Tina? You hit the nail on the head. Cyberpunk, of Cyberpunk, course, yeah. yeah. I know, everyone's crazy about Cyberpunk. Yeah, and I think it's also just because the demo itself was really cool. I don't mm -hmm. think anyone was expecting, especially seeing the showing on stage, it was just kind of like a quick trailer and mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. cool looking, which could say that the game is still five years off for all we knew. But seeing it for 50 minutes, I think, was the demo time. Um, and it was a full quest line, too. And so you get to like see a little bit of the dialogue and, and some of the options, allegedly, that you can go through because they didn't show a variation there, but... And I think that a couple of people were saying that they weren't sure if it was actually played live behind closed doors because you never really know since it's so on the rails seemingly. But I guess in Chloe's demo, she had someone in this um, in the audience had screamed out to like, "This looks like it's not actually being played live right now." Like, wow. zoom in on that That's sign the, over there, and they they did the gall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because now we know like it, there was this little variation. Um, that clearly shows that they were using I mean, the controller. You say the gall, but there's a super real chance. Like the stakes are high at E3. Like there's a very real possibility that they're miming gameplay and piping in 50 minutes of pre-recorded, you sure. know, really ideal, you know, gameplay over and over again, and it's kind of fooling people a little bit. So yeah. it's neat that they were able to disprove that. Yeah, I hadn't heard that actually until just now. I yeah, I, I mean, they rehearse these things for so long beforehand yes. yeah. that it does seem really like and play them back to back time. to back. Oh, yeah, I always love like I think oh I think it's Halo Two, but some game was being demoed on stage D three for the very first time, and like it was so rickety that it was like if you like go over here, it'll just crash. Mm. Like don't. Shoot this enemy first. Shoot this enemy first, because like it's a run up to the show. Like we have to get the E3 demo ready, and so like I'm sure that crazy polished, crazy impressive cyberpunk demo is like broken in a million and one different ways that they know exactly how to avoid it all. Mm. That stuff always really fascinates me. Yeah. So after the Last of Us demo, which was like frame by frame what we saw at the Sony conference, the, like the behind closed doors demo is the same as what we saw. It was exactly the same. Interesting. Like and that's probably exactly. a scenario where if you look to the right, like all the textures are broken. <laughs> mm -hmm. And well, like, and, like I'm not. But that was, there's no way they were playing that live, right? Because there's you just too, there's no, too many things it. happening that aren't real gameplay. I, I agree with you. So there's a, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. Because I, I talked to a different developer about it while I was there. And so there's a TV and there's a, the controller and it says press any button to start. Like that's absolutely true. They pick it up and they press that start button. And then they go through a, a completely choreographed set of camera angles 
uh, actions and then uh, waiting. And the waiting is for like some of the enemies to get near you and stuff like that before they do stuff. And like it's all choreographed. And so that one, you have to do that because the only way to show that game and I'm, I'm being more forgiving now because I was really skeptical when I mm. saw it. It's like, this is nonsense. It's like, is this a bullshot demo? Yeah. You know? But uh, after doing that, I went to the Anthem demo and I played Anthem, you know? So the, the uh, woman that was there it was head of QA at BioWare and she was saying that, um, that she had been doing a demo using the thing I was playing uh, and she had spent like six weeks or something like that Doing, learning it and it was because they wanted to get the camera angles to look really cinematic and cool for every part of it so it was like when you go in that game you, you saw the area that I played because everybody's seen it it's like you fly past that titan you go underwater and then you like kill a spider mm. and uh, so like while I did that I just I just looked idiotic you know I yeah. was like it looked like, like you know I just I wasn't yeah. like bad at it or anything I was just like powering around hitting waterfalls and you know yeah. it looked like whatever Money hopping all around and but she had learned to like rotate the camera slowly while you fly and like when you land to do like a quick pan around to see what's going on like it's, it's stuff like that so I think if you extrapolate what she had learned and think of it as like you know a choreographed dance or whatever that's what they're doing with Last of Us with probably a lot less game well, they also have, so they have like 10 or 11 minutes. There's two ways to think about it. The one way is like, hey, they're misleading you a little bit. Like the game's not yeah, always yeah. going to be this tight and, you know, the tension's not always going to be this high. But they have this amount of time and they need to show you stealth and they need to show you gunplay and they need to show you story and they need to show you melee. Like they have to, the game's all the game's major systems, right? So mm -hmm. to rig up an enemy so that they know like, okay, in seven seconds, this guy's going to walk by and then we can like kickstart the next part of this demo. Like I'm kind of of two minds about it. Yeah, but that's how you know a game is far along is when they just drop you and say do whatever you want like assassin's creed you can do whatever you want in that demo yeah. i just swam out to the ocean that game's done and fought sharks yeah. like it didn't matter they didn't <laughs> yeah, and the person people that were demoing it were like yeah you can do it well you went for the dolphin well i saw a dolphin and, and then a dolphin. shark came in from the side yeah which is super cool and that's that's the cool thing about playing a demo for a game that's closer to release is that you get to have those more nuanced moments instead of just playing through a bunch of bugs mm -hmm. and that's why you know sometimes um we get not criticized as too strong of a word, but like, you know, we're commenting on games that we didn't have the controller in our hand. We had someone play it for us. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, but if there's a difference between a game where like everyone's going to have the exact same eight minute experience versus a game like Assassin's Creed where like we'll just get plopped in the world and go wherever you want. Like that's a game that I think is a lot more important for, you know, a journalist to explore themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Out of the games I played, Resident Evil was fantastic. Yeah. It was such a good demo. You actually, got to, you, you actually had to play it. Played it cool. 20 minutes. I got by the end of that 20 minutes, I did not want to put the controller down. Yeah. It was so exciting and got me right into it. Same. I and really what's cool liked about it that too. is that you haven't ever played Resident Evil 2. No. Right? Yeah. And so it just felt like four to me. I mean, cool. it, they had over the shoulder crate. And then Spider Man demoed really well too, because yeah. you could do whatever you want in that, but it was like kind of mission based and then you got to fight a boss. Yeah. You, you had either, I think, game. 20 minutes. So there was a time limit. So you mm -hmm. could just like web swing for all you wanted. And yeah. it was, was just pretty tempting. But I wanted to get to the boss level too. So, and then that could have been the end of your demo. Um, but you could have taken on like whatever random quests were happening. And, and there's enough to learn about uh, web swinging that it made it fun. Like you're yeah. not just doing the swing. You can also do this like kind of horizontal hop and a couple other things. And by the end Scaling of the demo, I, I felt like I learned them. how to do it. Yeah, so for that, sure. That, that was cool. I never learned how to do the combat. Mm. I was bad at the combat. Uh, it requires some web swinging too sometimes. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I screwed it up a lot. It's not like a faster paced like, uh, like Batman style combat? I think it is like that. I just was bad at it. Yeah. Yeah, it just requires a little bit of memory. Mm. There's a fun super attack where you like spin around, just web just goes everywhere. Yeah. That helps a lot. That was my favorite thing. I didn't play. Spider-Man was your favorite thing? Mm, well, I was going to say my favorite type of E3 demo is like, here you go. There's a timer, 20 minutes or 15 minutes, like just play. And yeah. the way that I play those demos is like, 
I'm gonna try to find something that like no one else of this show has seen. And of course, like thousands of people playing the game. Mm. I'm not gonna find anything. But like that's how I played Mario Odyssey last year. Was oh, like yeah. wherever the Zelda game's trying more. to tell me to go, I'm like, nah, I'm going the exact opposite. See, direction. See, that's why timers stress me out though, because I want to explore everything, but I also want to get through all the content that they put out there because mm -hmm. it's more substantial, quote unquote stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stressful. The Kingdom Hearts demos were like really specific that way, where it's like you you either are talking to Toy Story characters for the whole demo, or you're climbing this cliff and fighting this one boss. There wasn't like any like go the other way. They like really channeled you through them. That was a little disappointing, but they look nice. And then the uh, Tunic demo, as oh, yeah. we already mentioned, was cool. And then uh, what was the other Microsoft game? Ori? Ori, yeah. And then Ori felt Ori really good. Ori was cute, yeah. Uh, Chloe said that she really liked uh, Shadows Dies Twice. Mm. Oh, good. Um, specifically because the person who was leading the demo was the programmer for the boss that they were fighting. So they went through a couple of the uh, different enemy types and then ended with the boss, but he kept dying. Mm. Um, just kind of like goes to show that like the game is doing That's what cool. you would expect from a From Software. Yeah, game. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it has to do that. They also said they're sort of trying to address uh, one of the complaints that some people like you and I have with Dark Souls and Bloodborne is just how that world doesn't make any sense. Mm. It's just like nonsense when you start the game. Here they actually written a narrative that you know, it's, cool. it's like a revenge story. Okay, and you're playing as a character who has a help. story. So yeah, could help. it's also definitely an art to like E3. I really really like strategy games. I'm a fan of the Total War franchise, um, but and that had a big presence at E3. But it's like that's a really challenging game to get a feel for yeah. at a show like E3 and so, so like the new the uh the Three Kingdoms one yeah the ancient China one yeah and I didn't actually ever even go in and explore the booth just because I've learned by now that at E3 it's not a wonderful place to do that and uh what jogged my memory about that is people have gotten pretty good at like FromSoft games now so someone like Chloe can probably go in and like crush that demo but when those games were not quite as evolved or at the state they are now like it's tough man like okay I played this demo and died 12 times great like now I have to move on to the next game so yeah. Did either of you guys play Ghosts? I know. They sometimes tune down the difficulty. Andrew. Tsushima? Andrew saw yeah. it. It was a behind the closed doors, hands off okay. demo. So we didn't have it on the show either. We had it on the, the show, but it was the same thing that we saw. At yeah. Sony so conference. for Andrew was saying that it was it was exactly the same thing as what you saw on stage, except they use photo mode occasionally. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like pull you up and then you could spin around and see how gorgeous the game was. Kind of like a braggy moment for mm -hmm. them. I mean, it is gorgeous. So. It's uh, the second half of what I was just saying was sometimes it make it so you're invincible in game demos at E3. Or, yeah, or will. Or they tune the difficulty way down. Yeah, so that you feel like you're like really having good at it. Having a good time, yeah. You know what? Anthem had that in a really funny way. There's a uh, super weapon you have in it where if you like save up for a long time, you can like click both shoulder buttons and expend this like crazy weapon. It's like a, you know, like a nuke. And, um, at the beginning of the demo, they said, don't hit those buttons because it doesn't, it, like, it's normally limited in the game, but it's, uh, it's unlimited in this. So, you know, yeah. near what the end of it, they, want you, they tell you, like, now you should try it. But potentially, you could just start the demo and just be like, <laughs> which would have been great, but I didn't do it. Okay, turning our attention to Nintendo, or to at least to the Nintendo Switch at E3. Of course, third-party support is always a big question mark for Nintendo consoles. By my count, 23 third-party games were announced for Switch at E3. Interesting. Uh, there was more than Smash? Correct me if I'm... Yeah, well, third-party <laughs> games. Yeah, bad jokes. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think these are 23 games that are just announced at E3, not including stuff that we knew that was coming, like Dark Souls Remastered. Uh, so... Stop me if you have a comment. Switch Watch. FIFA 19. The Elder Scrolls Legends. Mm -hmm. Coming to consoles. Very cool. Oh, play that on your phone instead. Along, along with Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Play it on your phone instead. I think so. Yeah. Like you haven't already. Yeah, exactly. Just Dance 2019. <laughs> Trials Rising. First time Trials is coming to Switch. Uh, 
I'll cheat for Starlink. That game was previously announced, but they announced the whole Star Fox integration there. Damon X Machina. Your favorite. Very, very excited to finally announce that. That's the robot game they kicked off their conference. Yeah. Killer Queen Black. Uh, yeah, that's an arcade game that's getting a uh, remake is what they're calling it on the Switch. <coughs> Big multiplayer, like competitive. Yeah, it's an RTS. Fortnite, of course, was out the same day for Switch. Overcooked 2 coming later this summer. That's cool. Hollow Knight out now. Mm-hmm. Tom's very excited. Tom's working on that review. Arena of Valor, big uh, MMO RPG, I think from no, it's a Ch- no? it's a MOBA. It's a MOBA game, okay, but from China, I think. No one knows. No, it's out. It's uh, it's it might actually be South Korean. I'm not sure, but it's an Asian MOBA, and that's the one that had all the DC characters in it. So oh, it's interesting. Got, like, Batman. And- Pick's Ark, I think, is based on the Ark Survival it series, is. but it's like a Minecraft mm-hmm. crafting yep. version of that. Exactly right. Ninjala. Uh, Smash Brothers, I mean, uh, Splatoon. Well, it's like Splatoon and Arms Arms. combined, I think. Carcassonne. Oh, I didn't see that news. Carcassonne is coming to Switch. What what is Carcassonne? It's a board game. Uh, It's like a town building board game. That's really fun. Nice. Uh, And then uh, (coughs) Ark Survival Evolved itself is coming to Switch. Wasteland 2 announced for Switch, which is very cool. I haven't actually gotten a chance to play that game, but it seems like a Damie game. That's the Fallout esque. Well, Fallout 3. But made. It didn't like people that made Wasteland originally go on to make Fallout. Yeah, yeah. The, so well, like the old new. Wasteland in the yeah. '80s, like the so. Fallout One, was a spiritual successor to the original Wasteland. Yeah. So and it you is can like sort of trace it all the way back there. It's like isometric and everything, right? Yes. Wasteland Two is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Paladins, which is also out now or coming. Yeah, it's out. Lego DC Super Villains coming this October. Team Sonic Racing, which I think is out this summer. Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, mm-hmm. a JRPG. Which I have not gotten a chance to play yet. I don't know that one. Dragon Ball Fighters was announced for Switch, and my friend Pedro, which we uh, mentioned earlier on the show, coming to Switch. And oh, Fortnite from Developer. I mentioned that one. Oh, missed it. If, for, if Fighters couldn't have come out, if it could have come out for Switch this whole time, it's weird that they held it. But that's a big question for a lot of these. Well, yeah, that's too bad. Games. I'm surprised to not see more. You know, Bethesda did it with Wolfenstein and Doom, and now we have Dragon Ball Fighters, but more games. You know, figuring out how to how can we squeeze this thing onto the Switch? Yeah. Um, I would have thought by now, you know, consoles, 20 million of them out there, huge success. You'd feel like developers would be, uh, uh, you know, hitting that console more often with yeah. the big multi, multi-platform multi stuff. And then just today, uh, both Inside and Limbo. Now it's coming to Switch next month. Is it with a crazy special edition or is that still ways <laughs> off? What, no. Just those games. I think that the... those paired up now? I feel like the time limit went up on that weird... That weird sex doll box, the mystery box. I think that expired, but I never heard anything about what that was. Is that like the thing where Just Cause 3 was giving away an island? (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Was it Just Cause 3? It might have been two, because it feels like that was a long time ago. I don't remember. We have one game, like there was a contest. Who won? Win an island. I don't know. There's also the, uh, not dying, like uh, Dead Island. Yeah. There was a giveaway with like you this big zombie fortified fort that they were giving away that's worth like $15,000. We never follow up on this stuff. <laughs> okay, as I always like to do, I like to check in with uh, the release calendar every so often. Hey, of release course, calendar. at <laughs> E3, we get so many release dates, and now we have a pretty good idea of everything we could possibly play coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of games to get through, so uh, I'm just going to start like bumping through them, and then you guys stop me if you have... Wait, are you doing the games that don't have a release date? No, this is the games that do. Okay. These are the games that... This is my list? Do you have release dates? Yeah, but I added mm-hmm. to it because you're just you're focusing on the real big ones. Rude stuff. We're going to be doing guides for. You were consulted on. 
Uh, we'll start in July. July 3rd is the Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, then the week of uh, July 13th is a very uh, big week for us Switch players. Captain Toad comes to Switch. Octopath, aye, aye. Octopath Traveler comes to Switch. As well as uh, Bomb Chicken. Did you see uh, Captain Remember Toad? Remember Bomb Chicken? Hmm, no. Which, Which I... Looks cute. Hold on. What are we talking about? I was talking about Captain Toad, but yep. we can talk about something else first if you want. Bomb Chicken um, is just a cute little game. It comes out the same week. Got it. Um, Captain Toad, which I missed on the Wii U, so you know, excited to have a chance to get back to it. Um, it's not. It's got a bunch of new stuff in it. It's got a lot of Mario Odyssey stages and content in the Captain Toad. It's almost like a Captain Toad 1.5. Awesome. I'm excited. July 17th is Sonic Mania Plus. Sonic Mania with extra stuff, I imagine. July 24th is uh, a, a, a recommended day for you to keep your eye on. The Meg, both Mega Man X Legacy Collections come out that day, uh, as well as Banner Saga 3, I don't know, the, the thrilling conclusion to the Banner Saga trilogy, and No Man's Sky comes to Xbox One with the uh, new multiplayer content. I've heard that game's good now. I'm skeptical. Sam <laughs> liked it. I always liked it, yeah. But I liked it warts and all. You know, I understand. I understand the problems. August 7th is Overcooked 2. August 9th is Layton's Mystery Journey DX coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I miss that too. Okami HD also comes to Switch that day, as well as Yakuza 3 remastered for PS4. August 10th is Madden NFL 19, and We Happy Few. Finally, after all these years, We Happy Few finally coming out. And it has like a big single-player component now. Uh, August 14th is Episode 1 of uh, Telltale's Walking Dead's final season. As well as the Battle for Azeroth expansion for World of Warcraft. I won't be playing it. No, you're not? Is it a big one? I mean, I don't know. They're all equally big. Okay. I don't know. The last one was Legion, and that just got me more pumped from like a lore standpoint. Yeah. This one I don't care as much. August 28th is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate for Nintendo Switch. Well, I don't really know. We'd have to ask Casey exactly what that game contains. And then another Yakuza game for PS4, Yakuza Kiwami 2. I don't know why we get like 10 Yakuza games a year now. That's nothing, not to, nothing not well, to knock against Yakuza. But the just confusing so many thing now. about the remasters versus the Kiwami is those are the actual remakes. Like it takes the old Yakuza games and, you know, it's more like Resident Evil 2. Like it's a, it's a retelling, completely new version of that older game, whereas the remaster mm-hmm. is just a remaster of the older game. So it feels like they should pick one or the other. September 4th is uh, Drakway 11 Day. Drakway. September 7th is a scoop gem of a day. Spider-Man for PS4 is out that day. It's the, I'm with, it's the beginning of the fall game season. That's, mm-hmm. that's why he should have sucked to my list, which skipped to that. One week later is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Is that on your list? <laughs> so it is. It's a one-two punch. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll play Spider-Man for a week, set it aside for Tomb Raider, then come back to Spider-Man. Really? That's your plan? Yeah, for sure. I'm much more of a Tomb Raider guy than a Spider-Man guy. You don't know that yet because you haven't played Spider-Man. I know in terms of the properties that I'm interested in. Yeah. I think Spider-Man's going to draw you in. You're not going to want to drop it. That's Same. possible. That's Same. possible. Well, well, you already committed. Sept- I'm not committed. I just said a thing <laughs> on, on this dumb show. September 21st is Spyro Reignited Trilogy and the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC for Switch. Uh, I know a lot of people in the office are very excited for Spyro, so hang in there. There is, yeah. Mr. Dornbush himself. Mm-hmm. I've then never played one of those. At the end of September the 28th is Code Vein, which I just don't really, Dark Souls with zombies or with vampires, something like it's that. It's anime, anime style. Anime souls with vampires. Yes. Yep. October 2nd is Mega Man 11 Day, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited for. Or if you're more of a Forza guy, you can also play. Forts on that day. Yeah, There's a new... It's Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon 4. There's a new Fist of the North Star game coming sure. out that day. All right. I saw... Are those still Brawlers? 
I, I, I have no idea. All right. Just through happenstance, when I was at the Capcom booth at E3, I was there with Tate from the IGN product team, who, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we let him out to go play video games. Good. Uh, and uh, I saw people just getting destroyed by the Mega Man 11 demo over and over and over again, and then Tate just completely annihilated that demo. Like yeah. he just he took it apart. I was like, whoa! It, it was like the most I impressive. I think four difficulty settings. Just choose the easy one, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> Maybe they did. It was, it was yeah, a, they have four difficulty settings now. Feat of skill for sure. Sam um, played that one too. Yeah. Fist of the North Star might be the coolest name. I don't know why that's so cool. It, it is a really cool, cool name. I know it's like an anime or manga property, but I only know that from there was an NES, NES game. game. That's all I know. Yeah. I, which I never even played. I'm just yeah. aware of it. October 5th is Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Super Mario Party. Which that's actually, cool. Super Mario Party actually looks pretty cool. Yes, yeah. and you actually got to see that closer than anybody. We had it on, the live, it on the live show. I didn't see, uh, I mean, I was so focused on Smash. Is it? Is it... Basically, just another Mario Party game, or is it doing something special or different? Well, it's it has the whole uh, gimmick where you can combine two switches to the screens. I guess I did create a bigger it. playing field, yeah. and they'll sort of interact together. So yeah, cool. but is it basically like Mario Party Eleven? I don't know the Mario. I couldn't tell you Eleven Whatever. from Eight or Seven, okay. but yeah, yeah, it is. I meant like as you just still, the next mainline Mario. Party. Yeah, you roll dice, you move around a board, and then you play. Yes, games. it may not have been a ten or nine. There's I don't a, know what number a 10 one. Or right a nine. Now. Okay. Yeah, you're all, you're, you nailed it. Uh, October 9th is important for me. That's Disgaea 1 Complete is out that day. For Nintendo Switch and PS4, never come to Xbox, unfortunately. October 12th is Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And the 16th is Starlink and LEGO DC Super Villains. October, yeah, October is, you're in the stuff. Because the 19th is Battlefield 5 and Soul Calibur 6. And then, of course, uh, the, the thrilling conclusion to October on the 26th is Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Which is not even at E3. I'm curious about uh, Soul Calibur. Way before fighting games were known for having a good story, like Soul Calibur had like a really fun single-player-like campaign mode to work through. And so really? I hope that they've continued that. You still just beat up people in it, or do you Basically. platform? I don't. I, I only have like vague memories of like you know just moving around, mm-hmm. you know, unlocking things and unlocking new weapons and challenges. There's a few few big games in November. Uh, November sixth is Overkill's The Walking Dead. Hitman 2 is out on the 13th, followed immediately by Fallout 76 on the 14th, and then the both Pokemans Let's Going are out on the uh, on the 16th. How, are you going to take November. a break from Fallout to play yeah, Pokemon? Yeah, definitely play Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> Pikachu or Eevee. And then, uh, yeah, Pikachu or Eevee, Damon. The two late. Well, Pikachu, obviously. Oh. Really? Is that, that obvious? That is, uh, well, I mean, isn't Pikachu just. You were trying most- to get away with it, weren't <laughs> you? Isn't Pikachu just the most likable Pokemon? I think Eevee is. Really? Eevee's coming up. Is by a country- what does Eevee's voice sound to those? I have no goes, idea what Eevee's voice Eevee sounds Eevee goes, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> I think Pikachu sounds cuter than that. Yeah. Eevee barely even says, says Eevee's own uh, name. Uh, it, the problem is that you sit next to Miranda. Well, kind of a Jace, sure. So you are you have a lot of Pikachu influence in your life. Yeah, but out there, yeah, that's some Pikachu world, bias. Eevee, yeah, it, is I, it is true. I am biased towards Pikachu. Do you know what Eevee can do? No, I don't. Well, Eevee can. I don't want to know though. Into <laughs> in December, we only have two games coming out in December. As of right now, Just Cause Four is out in the fourth, and then Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is out in the seventh. Which I was surprised how late in the year that's coming. Very yeah. late. Just Cause and Smash is kind of a good December. Yeah, uh, sure. Settle down. Yeah. Play all the get out of the way of October. But that'll be good three months after the launch of Nintendo, uh, the Switch's online service. What about February February twenty second? We're not talking about that yet. There's nothing coming out that day. We're not talking about that. Four major games yet. All right. Anyway, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good fall. Lots of good stuff coming out.
that brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Stephanie in Rhode Island. Let the questioning begin. Well, Rhode Island is the smallest state. So, so that, that, influ- that might influence <laughs> what Stephanie chose. Uh, does your character wear a hat? Uh, you can uh, wear a type of a hat. Oh, God. That sounds oh, like yeah. a helmet or like probably, a crown or a mask. A, and a just... <laughs> is it Destiny? Uh, is it on current generation consoles? No. Did this uh, Was this released in, before 2000? Yes. Ooh. This doesn't count as a 20 questions question. <laughs> I just want Damon's opinion. Do you okay. consider a mask a helmet? Do you consider a mask a hat? Yeah, he did because remember the the sneaking episode where the Burger King was wearing a mask? That's because he wears a crown. Oh, oh is that yeah. the functionality of it? Do you it? consider a mask a hat? No, I do not consider a mask a hat. Like when you had to so a hat has to go over the top of your head. Yes. So, uh, what if the mask, what if it's like a Halloween mask that you're pulling yeah. over your whole face? In your job as a Halloween scare person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do they say pick out a hat mask, and go to a room? Does the mask have a hat? <laughs> like it's an Abraham Lincoln with yeah, a top yeah. hat built into it. If it's just like a Freddy Krueger, just, just like a Freddy Krueger mask with a bald head, I would say no. Okay, all right. This is sounding a lot like Space Station Silicon Valley. <laughs> Did it come out? Was it before? I wasn't even paying attention. It was before two thousand. Did it come out before January first, nineteen ninety? No. Nineties game. Nineties mm-hmm. scoop. Um, is it an RPG? No. Not an RPG. But you can wear hats. Did this come out um, in cartridge format? Yes. Was this exclusive to the Sega Genesis? No. Mm. Was this a 16-bit game? Yes. Okay. So SNES then. Could be. If yes. we're Turbo Graphics, it's hosed, but I'm willing to take <laughs> that chance. Was that wow. a 16-bit console? It may have Ish. technically have been an 8-bit. It console. claims to be a 16-bit, but what? Wow! Well, did this uh, was this developed in Japan? Yes, Japanese. Hopefully, it's a Super Nintendo game. So SNES developed in Japan. You can wear some kind of a helmet. That's all we know so far. Mm-hmm. Some hat, some Bomberman style, some, something, some hat like. Don't let the hat influence you too much, though, because yeah. Damon could be tricking off. us. I'm not tricking True. you. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> was this game developed by Nintendo? Yes, that's 10. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a lot of questions already. Um, yeah, but we're doing well. So, um, is this part of the Mario universe? No. That eliminates a lot of spinoffs like Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie. And it is a one-player game. Those were an 8-bit game. Did we, did we, we didn't ask, but we didn't ask that. Is it a one-player game? Yes. Okay. Uh... The you can wear a hat trips me up if it's like linked to the past or something. Yeah, or is it Super Metroid? You n- you're never not wearing the hat. In the end. <laughs> if you get the good ending. Do you wield a sword? <laughs> or do you wield weapons? Is that a good question? Sure. <laughs> Ask away. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking if you use weapons? Um, yes. No. Okay. Ooh, Mario That's a good Paint. question. Yeah. No, it's not part of the Mario universe. Was Mario Paint part of the Mario universe? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, it, I think so because Mario's outfit from Mario Paint is in Mario Odyssey. That would mean that flies and fly swatters are canonical in the Mario universe? Yeah, there's flies in that universe, sure. Um, she eats them, right? No weapons. Yeah. Uh, 
Maybe is this uh, SimCity 2000? Yeah, or a puzzle game. Mm. Well, I was thinking. Um, oof, Nintendo. No, that stuff doesn't work. Oh, by Nintendo. It could be Earthbound. No weapons in that game. You'd you'd hit dogs with a baseball bat That's in the true. beginning of that game. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Well, it sounds bad when you say it like that. <laughs> could it be? They started it. <laughs> they were rabid. Um, we have seven questions is, left. Uh, yeah. Is this a puzzle game? No. Eliminates Hattress. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate game with hats. True. It needs to be that one. Although, if the question is, can you wear a hat? Yeah. I don't think you can in Hattress. Hattress, yeah, that would be tricky. There are hats. All right, a Nintendo-developed 16-bit game. With no Great. combat. Well, no weapons. No weapons. But it could be hand-to-hand combat. Driving, F-Zero. Mm, I like that. Is this a driving game? No, it is not a driving game. Are you doing okay. this? Flying game? Why are you doing 15. Is it Star Fox? Is this because yeah, I was going to say Star Fox. It could be Star you Fox. You have weapons. But yeah, you shoot weapons in Star Fox. Yeah. But you don't really hold them, I guess. Is it Uniracers? Unicycle. That's not a Nintendo developed game. It the, is. The, it's it's DMA. Published? It's, it's, uh, no, you're right. Yeah, it's published by Nintendo. Yeah, the, the Uniracers is the Grand Theft Auto team. Are we not counting F Zero's driving now because it doesn't have wheels? You're driving. <laughs> Is this what it's come to? <laughs> I'm more. I'm more the technicality of: Are you wielding weapons in Star Fox? If you're flying a ship that can fire weapons. Oh. Yeah, uh, you're not. Okay. Or did I ask if I there said, were weapons? Generally speaking. I think the question. I. I think he said there were no weapons. You do not use weapons in this game. To reiterate. Okay. Well, that's very specific again. Okay. You do not use them yourself. What Nintendo? But he said it's it's racing. It's not racing. I said it's not. You do not drive in this game. You, so is it a flight sim? You don't drive. Whatever. So Flying pilot game. wings. Yeah. There you go. Pilot wings. Yeah. Um, Does this game revolve around flying or flight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, does, oh. does it make a specious and and epic use of uh of mode seven? Yes. Okay. <laughs> It's pilot, is it pilot wings? It is pilot wings. Nice, cool. nicely done. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. How many questions that. do we have left? Two. Didn't oh, the pilot wow. wings come out on the Wii U? Um, they tried to bring it back. Are the Wii? No, uh, sixty-four has pilot, pilot wings. 64. Sixty-four. Yeah, and then and I then thought there was that one more. It there's the Wii. Ooh, there was Sports a, Resort has a pilot, pilot wings. Wait, was there not like a 3DS one? Maybe yeah, there was. I think there I think might there have been a handheld one. Well, because I was what I was gonna say is bring back pilot wings, but I think they already tried. So yeah. maybe don't. There was a Wii, there was a Mii-based Pilot Wings on 3DS, I think. Pilot Wings 64. Right? Did I dream that? No, I think that's right. Just what a, like... Second-guessing Mario I Party feel like 10 now, too. Pilot Wings 64 is the iconic up. one, right? Like, no one ever remembers Pilot Wings on the SNES. That's the one that I remember. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think I played the 64 I just... I, where, did, where did Wave Race 64 come from? Yeah, where was the it first... It was just, it was like... Just, well, it's just, like, Mario 64. Yeah, but it, it just came out, 64. and then they made one more on the GameCube, and then that was it? Anyway, I know there's a Pilot Wings on 3DS, but I can't remember the, the name. point. Is bring back 1080 Snow Pilot Wings Resort? <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah, Pilot Wings Resort. I remember right. now. that's coming back to me. Now. Yeah, cute. I was worried. You guys, I felt like you were forgetting like about Pilot Wings. Tina was MVP on that one with the weapons. Oh, that was the weapons question is really good. A totally random one. I'm glad that it worked. <laughs> also, Pilot Wings is definitely an RPG. I don't know how we got past that. Not an RPG. <laughs> Some puzzle elements. It is weird though. Like I, I revisited it so I could. could 
answer your guys' questions, but like you like move through like mm-hmm. an easy, normal, and then like expert modes where the challenges get more and more difficult. For what you have to wear in pilot wings, you start out as just parachuting, I think, and 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 flying the plane. But then they add the jetpack in later on and gets the I target. I played pilot wings on SNES like pretty recently, and that game sucks. Well, the '64 one was so much better. Yep. It was but all about in memory. 1991 when this is out. You could just jump out of the plane and just not. Pull 91. your parachute. Yeah. 91's really early yeah. SNES. And you could just, launch I would just watch my character fall to the ground and then they fall through the ground like a, in a cartoon. Yeah. And it was cool at the time yeah. just that you could do that. Have you played Pilot Wings? I haven't. It's just, yeah. worked out is, it you on, guys is it on the Super NES Classic? A bunch of big uh, no. green rotating so. triangles. Well, that's uh, pretty telling if Nintendo didn't include it on the <laughs> SNES Classic. Uh, thank you for the suggestion. Stephanie in Rhode Island, if you have your own questions for. Nope. If you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Good to be back. Uh, my name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.